And so I just want to take this moment to address and take this moment to know that, yes, we are kindness. Yes, we are a path of practical Christianity. And I am so proud of that. You see, for the last few weeks, our churches throughout the city have been sitting vacant. Their doors closed and their doors locked. And recently, I got together with several ministers who live in and through the Kansas City and the surrounding area, and we were having a discussion. And in the midst of that discussion, a group or a few of them said to me, wow, how do you do it? How do you feel comfortable knowing that your church is located in the inner city with so many homeless quote-unquote people and so many undesirables and so many quote-unquote deplorables in your area? How do you maintain the, the, the consciousness that your church is safe? Wow, we hope you have an awesome security system. Aren't you afraid of people breaking in? And I was aghast. I was astonished and I began to giggle. And I don't know if the giggle was out of nervousness or out of frustration or maybe even out of anger. Because when this question was pointed at me, how do you and your inner city church keep things safe from those in and around you who ministers were terming as homeless and undesirable and undeplorable. And yeah, I, I think I had to giggle and I had to laugh. And they said, well, why are you laughing? And I said, just based on your question, I now understand. And they said, understand what? You see, for the last few years, I constantly get the question, how Community Southeast continues to flourish? How Community Southeast continues to grow while churches in and around the city are closing their doors and they're struggling to maintain their congregations? And in that question, how do you keep these people out? I realize exactly why this is happening in our churches throughout the city. You see, while many churches are trying to figure out ways to lock the doors to keep the quote-unquote homeless out or the quote-unquote undesirables out or the quote-unquote undeplorables out, our church, Unity Southeast, is spending most of its time trying to find ways to open our doors and to let them in. And to let everyone who comes within earshot of Unity Southeast, Southeast in. Yes, our church is, is located in the inner city. But those who live in and around us are not seen as inner city. They're seen as inner circle. You see, the homeless, the undeplorables, the, the unmentionables, the, the, those who are looking for a hand up, those are part of our inner circle. They are what grows our church each and every single Sunday. Yes, these homeless, these undesirables, these unmentionables, they are the core, they are the rock, they are the truth of who we are. 
And you see, yes, we do have a brilliant security system. We've got electronic doors that lock, and we've got cameras that are state-of-the-art, and we've got closed-circuit video, and we, but none of those things matter primarily because they are our secondary line of defense. You see, our church is protected by those who live in and around it, those same homeless, those same deplorables, those same unmentionables. They're the ones that keep our church safe because they know. Because they know that if Unity Southeast is protected and Unity Southeast is safe and Unity Southeast is wrapped and embraced and they know. You see, because... They know as long as we are safe, they have a family. They know that as long as we are safe, they have a friend. They know as long as we are safe, they have a resource. They have a shelter. They have a warm meal. They have a helping hand. They have a listening ear. They have an open sanctuary that stands in and stands as hope and as love and as light. You see, our neighbors are our best crime defense system. Our neighbors are our best security alarm. Our neighbors are our best community advocates. So while you focus on keeping your doors locked, we strive to find new ways to keep them open. While you fear those who may get in, we embrace those who desire to come in. See, what you have to realize is that last week we talked about it being Easter morning, but Easter morning is followed by Easter night. And on Easter night, the disciples were all gathered behind locked doors. The disciples were all gathered behind, behind locked doors. But Christ, Jesus, the risen Christ found a way in. You see, our community partners and our families watch over our church. Those who come to feed and those who come to help in the community garden and those who come to benefit from our outreach, those who bring their children to play, those who are blessed by our helping hands, those who strive not only to take care of our church but to take care of each other are our primary line of defense. They are not our security, they are not only our security system, but they are our security. You see, the one thing I know after reading my Bible and going through John 20, which is the story that happened after the resurrection, the evening of the resurrection, John 20, verse 19 reads as follows, And when the evening came on Easter day, and the doors of the house to the church where the disciples gathered was locked, Jesus still found a way in and found a way to be among them and stated, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed him his hands and showed him his side and said, peace be with you. The Father has sent me and now I send you. And then I love the next verse, and then he breathed on them. And then he breathed on them. You know, it's really hard to breathe on people when they stand behind a locked door. But when we open the door, 
And when we get close enough to touch them, close enough to hug them, close enough to see them, close enough to hear them, close enough to embrace them, that's when we are close enough to breathe new life into them too. It says, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. You see, the doors were locked, but Jesus, but the Christ was there. And to me, what I'm learning is that many churches today are like those disciples standing behind locked doors, fearing just who might get in. But I'm here to tell you the Christ is always finding a way. You see, many churches, I believe, are like Thomas, who wasn't gathered with the disciples that night. You see, what happened was Thomas wasn't there, so he only heard about it secondhand when the disciples said, guess what? The Christ, Jesus, the risen Christ, came here to visit us. Thomas responded, that can't be. And I won't believe you until I can see the holes in his hands and until I can place my hand into his side and feel the gaping hole, feel the pain, and touch the blood of Jesus. And so for me, many churches are like Thomas in this instance. You see, many churches are failing to see the Christ. And I think that that failure occurs because we spend so much time judging people and looking for their mark of imperfection, looking for where the nails have gone in their hands and not realizing that oftentimes the very churches that are searching for the marks are the ones that are placing the nails. Placing the nails to those who look different. Placing the nails in those who believe differently. Placing the nails in those who love differently. Placing the nails in those who identify differently. Placing the nails of those they call deplorable. Placing the nails of those they call homeless. Placing the nails of those who they call unmentionable. But I'm here to tell you that those individuals, they are the Christ. And they are looking for a way in. And so I mind you that when these individuals, when these Christ lights show up at your church, make sure that the doors are open and stop trying to figure out how to keep them behind locked doors because sometimes the very locked door that keeps them out is the very locked door that keeps the Christ within us in. So I encourage you to unlock the doors of your heart. Unlock the doors of your thinking. Unlock the doors of your erred ways. Because these inner city people are the Christ. Because my homeless friends are the Christ. Because those you label as undeplorable, yes, they are the Christ. And I command you to let them in. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me in. I needed clothes, but you would not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, but you did not look after me. 
truly I tell you today. That what we do not do for the least of these, we do not do for the Christ itself. What we do not do for the least of these, we do not do for our selves. If there is only one presence and if there is only one power, then those behind the locked door are you. And those who are locked behind the door are me. So today, I say let them in. Today, I say see them. Today, I say embrace them. And today, through your actions, through your thoughts, through your feelings, and through your beliefs, I invite you to breathe on them and allow them to receive the Holy Spirit. Allow them to know that they are the Christ. Allow them to know that they are love. Allow them to know that they are hope. Allow them to know that they are the very faith that they are looking for. Because I know that when we open the doors to them, we broaden the view for ourselves. I know that when we open the doors for them, we broaden the views for ourselves. So today, I invite you, much like the churches and the ministers I spoke to, to unlock the doors to your heart. We are better than this. No one deserves to be seen as less than. No one deserves to be seen as deplorable. No one deserves to be called the unmentionable. And if we're deeming people homeless, then let's help them find a church home. God bless each and every one of you. I'm so glad you chose to spend this morning with us. And if you need a place to go, and you feel like the world out there has locked the doors to you, know that our doors are open. And we are ready. And we are waiting. And we are loving. And we know that you are the Christ. Living your life as both a spiritual teacher and spiritual student is not about learning or becoming anything. It's about remembering and living as the truth you are. With deep conviction and enthusiasm, Reverend Randy Fickey guides and encourages others to go within to their intimate space to find their infinite truth. Welcome to I Am Spirit Creating.